today I want to just let you know where um, my husband and I were yesterday we kind of um, let you know last week uh, what happened to a dear friend to ours um, pastor friends of ours senior pastors um, at New Life Church in Cary North Carolina just an hour and 20 minutes down the road they were with us Uh, Many of you that don't know are maybe here for the very first time. Um, My husband and I are so honored and blessed to help um, Pastor Miss Lynette Hagen um, oversee ministers in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia on their behalf of Rama Ministerial Alliance. And so um, we just held a regional. and they were at our regional over how many ministers, how many people, 130 ministers there. They were, we were just with them in September. And so Pastor Mark, um, many of you maybe have seen on the news, um, he was tragically, his life was taken. Um, he was standing in line uh, for food in Silva City and waiting in line at a restaurant um, outside in a car past many lanes um, actually hit pedestrians outside of a restaurant his life was instantly taken and so um, we want to pray for New Life Church today my husband did the home going service yesterday and the Rama family showed so tremendously there the support and love. And so um, all last week, uh, we were just 
touching um, base with Dee every single day and just talking with her daily as we were um, we were at, actually out of town last week, but we were touching base with Dee every day and helping plan the homegoing service with Pastor Mark. And her heart's desire was, I don't want a funeral. I want a celebration of his life and a legacy um, that will continue to go on and celebrating his life. And so that's what was done. We talked with her again this morning. And there are many days ahead of first that we will continue to walk with her. And um, this is one thing I know that, um, and I want to pray as we pray over her today. I want to pray for those online, pray for those in the sanctuary that are navigating through a loss of a loved one. But just know that it is normal and natural to go through things emotionally and you need to grieve healthy um, and you need to allow yourself to go through the grieving process naturally um, and but you need to do that with people around you you don't need to be a lone ranger in that um, you need to allow people to come alongside you and be with you and so we want to pray for Dee and our church family right down the road as they're going to continue to carry on with the, the plan of God. And no matter what happens in life, this is one thing we know. God is a good God. God is a good God. He does not cause tragedy. He does not cause um, horrendous things of destruction and torment and anything that comes toward our life that would bring those type of things because we live in a fallen world but let me tell you what he is God is here to bring life help and healing to assist us to carry on through this short brief life with purpose healing life and help to assist us in our emotions let me tell you what if anybody gets us our good father gets us because he created us spirit soul and body in our emotions our mind and our will he gets you he sees you he's touched with the feelings of your infirmities and he wants to minister to us everywhere that we feel broken and I told Dee yesterday, you know, it's good to be able to share where you are. And I said, Dee, you're not alone. And she says, I feel like it. And I said, I know, but you're not. You're not. You're not alone. God sees you. Jesus wept with anxiety. He took on that depression, that oppression. When the crown of thorns was laid upon his head, he took everything on that cross for you. Although we feel things in this life, know that when we have those feelings, it's good to have them 
but we don't let them consume us to, to have us and take control. But God walks through those things with us. Yea, though I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. He is with us and he walks through these things in life with us. He helps us navigate to continue on with purpose and with life. Because guys, even in the homegoing service yesterday, knowing people were navigating and still lost, people still need hope. Guys, we still can't be distracted. People still need to know the answer. That there is only one way to the Father. His name is Jesus. They need to know the gospel that Jesus loves you. He died for you. He paid the price. We still have a job to do because this life is brief. This life is short. So if you are here today and we're going to pray for you online, and you would like prayer today as we're going to pray for you. And we're going to pray for our church family right down the road that are navigating. They just lost their senior pastor. If you would like prayer today and you just had a loss in your life and you were saying, hey, I want that prayer too. Because we're going to stand together. That's why we have the church. It's not good to do life alone. We're going to stand with you too. Let's, let's do life together, okay? If you want prayer today, yes, sweetheart. I want to read a quick scripture just to let you know what's getting ready to happen. You know, in times like these, I thank God that we can lean on the comfort of the Holy Spirit, yeah. but then also the comfort of each other. Yes. We're going to keep, we're going to keep duplicating small groups around here because yes. the end time, we're going to need it. That's right. We need good people. Listen to this scripture, and then my wife will pray. 1 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Father of sympathy. He's the God who is the source. He's the God who is the source. The source of every comfort, of every consolation, in every encouragement. Listen, who comforts us in every trouble, calamity, and affliction. And then guess what? As we walk in that comfort and we go through transition and we handle this season with God's help and the grace of God as, as you heal up, well, then there's a reservoir of hope to help someone else through the same thing you went through. We don't keep this to ourselves. He comforts us in every trouble, calamity, and affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of trouble or distress what, 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 with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by. We need each other. We've all felt this, gone through things like this, and now my wife's going to pray. Amen. So if you would like prayer here this morning, we have our leadership that would like to just come alongside you and just stand with you and pray too. Would you just raise your hand? We just want to come with you. There are hands lifted all along the sanctuary. And our leadership is coming 
right with you, to stand with you in prayer. They just want to be there with you to reinforce and, and, and stand with you in prayer. Those of you online, God sees you right where you are. And I know one specifically I'm praying for. I'm not even going to call you by name. God sees you. Father, I thank you for those in the sanctuary this morning. God, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the comfort of the Holy Spirit. God, I thank you for the comfort of, of family here today that we can stand alongside each other. And those online, there is no distance in prayer. Oh, God, you have us. You uphold us by your righteous right hand. God, we thank you for the comfort of your Holy Spirit right here and right now, Father, that you surround us, Father, here in the sanctuary and online. God, we thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Oh, the comforter right now. Oh, that girds us up right now. Oh, that ministers to us like only you can do, Father. Oh, that you minister to our mind, our will, to our emotions oh I thank you father that you get us you that our creator that that can really just get to the core of who we are and minister to our emotions and bring comfort and bring peace to our mind and into any racing thoughts oh that we would be able to settle down at nights and and bring sweet uh, sleep uh, in, in the midnight hour. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, right now, Father, for even in the midnight hour, Father, you promised your beloved blessed sleep. God, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for ministering to the soul of every single person. God, we thank you. We thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. And God, we thank you for continuing to cover Pastor D right now in the New Life Church family, Father, as they will continue to go forward with the mission that you have called them to, the vision of the house that you've called them to, Father, that you would surround them, Father, with the leadership team to carry forth and to continue to go forth, Father, with the plan and call that you've called the church to do, Father, at New Life Church. God, continue to brace up D, Father. Surround her, Father, and continue to surround her in the days to come, Father, of the first of everything that she will face god that we thank you for the people surrounding her we thank you for you surrounding her and god we thank you for the embrace of your love and your comfort for them and for this house father and we give you all the honor and the glory and the praise in jesus name amen amen, amen. Got another direction. Okay. So we'll go ahead and go in that direction. Well, you may be seated. Man, I almost feel like I like that piano playing. You mind playing a little soft? Because this is be a brief message today. 
seems like there's a real, real presence of God here to minister to those who've had um, very important people pass away in their life. So if you'll allow me, I just want to go ahead and share some things to encourage you today, to comfort you today, and also to equip you for the days to come when you will, uh, you know, lose a loved one or a very special friend. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 is so wonderful in this time. It says, Now also we would not have you ignorant or uninformed, brethren, about those who have fallen asleep in death. Don't grieve for them as the rest do who have no hope beyond the grave. When you're a Christian, thank God, not only did Jesus die for your sins, not in our sins, not only did, did he go to hell for our sins to pay the death penalty, but on the third day, I said, but on the third day, he, he was raised from the dead. And you know, everything he did, everything he did was for us. Everything he did was, was to vicariously take our place when he bore our sins it's as if we did because he bore them for us. He bore our sickness. He bore our pains. He bore the chastisement of our peace. A lot of what you're going through is in your mind, your will, and emotions. But I thank God we have hope beyond the grave. Because he lives, we live also. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will also bring with him through Jesus those who've already fallen asleep in death. I find that interesting when a body is committed to the, the ground or dust, committed earth to earth, to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. They're in, they're in that, you know, that place. But they're just asleep. Their body's just asleep. Because they're coming a day. That body's coming out of that grave. That body is coming out of that grave. For this we declare to you by the Lord's own word, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall in no way proceed into his presence or have any advantage at all over those who have previously fallen asleep in him in death. For the Lord himself, the alarm clock's getting ready to wake up that body. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud cry and summons and with the shout of an archangel and with the blast of the trumpet of God. And those who have departed this life in Christ will rise first. Now remember, if you've received any of the teaching on what happens in death, what happens in death for a Christian is they simply... Your spirit simply departs from the body, goes to be in the presence of the Lord. Your, your body goes back to the dust, but then when Jesus raises that alarm clock, your body's going to be raised, and your spirit's going to collide, and you're going to have an immortal, imperishable body. But you still exist in heaven before that time. Do not think that your loved one's in that casket. They are in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a lie cry of summons, with the shout of an angel, 
and with the blast of the trumpet of God, and those who have departed this life will remain, uh, this life in Christ will rise first, then we, they first, then we, the living ones who remain on earth, shall simultaneously be caught up, transported along with the resurrected dead in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. What happens to a Christian that's still living at that time? Well, your body doesn't need to come out of that grave, but in an instant, you're going to get a new body. You're going to get an immortal body, and you're going to, you're going to be uh, taken up to be in the presence of the Lord. They and we will be recon- reconciled again we will have a great family reunion when that day comes. Think about, think about those who have gone home to be with the Lord. You know, it's great on their side, but not so great on our side. We miss them. I know in my situation, there's been a few people that have passed away that I'd rather them go home than be in the condition they're in. So it's a relief that they went on home. So we'll simultaneously be caught up, transported along with the resurrected dead in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so always, through eternity of eternities, we shall, notice, we shall, we, we who? Those previously who had died and us, we will be together forever. The message on that scripture says, There will be one huge family reunion with the Master. Therefore, comfort and encourage one another with these words. So all you viewing online, just receive comfort today. All those you hear that that have just have recently had a loved one pass, we've had, uh, you know, like three right in our region in seems like, what, less than a month Thank God we know that we'll see them again. When we hear Jesus teaching at the Sermon on the Mount where he said, Matthew 5, 4 said, Blessed are they that mourn. Why? Because they shall be comforted. Don't stuff your feelings in. It's good to talk about it with somebody. And even if you have to go to a counselor for for grief counseling, that's good too. But no matter what counseling you get, don't forget that God is a big part of that solution. And good godly people just surrounding you is a big part of that solution. Even Jesus withdrew to a private place to spend time with God. Did you know that? Jesus was touched with the feelings of our infirmities, even that too. Jesus wept, one scripture said. But he went away for a season when when the John the Baptist died. And, and listen, in that season when, when Jesus was seeking the Lord and to get through this tough spot, well, God's grace helped him move beyond that place and move forward. We are all wired differently. I'm telling you, we are all so wired differently. Each of us need to grieve in the way we are wired. And don't judge somebody else on the way that they grieve. He also had strength. Jesus also had strong community to surround him during that time. The comfort and friends are needed in times like these. And I would say, especially for the first year, you might say, man, first year. Yeah, because they face firsts of everything. First, 
Thanksgiving without them. First Christmas. Christmas. Just all kinds of special days. But thank God for the comfort of the Word of God. Thank God those of us who are in Christ will see our loved ones again. Psalm 116, 15 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the departure of his saints. Right before Jesus left the earth, he said in John 14, 1 through 4, he said, don't let this throw you. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. There are plenty of rooms for you in my house. If it weren't so, would I have told you that I'm on my way to get a room ready for you? And if I'm on my way to get a room ready for you, I'll come back and get you. So you can live where I live in heaven. And you already know the road I'm taking to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. I am the life. No man can get to the Father. No man can get to heaven except through receiving Jesus Christ. Those who've received Jesus, taking him as their Savior, taking him as your Lord, we'll see them again. The way to heaven is not just a path, the gospel is significant. But remember, behind that gospel is a person. Come on, what's his name? His name is Jesus. Acts 4.12 says, There is salvation in and through no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men. What's that name? By and which we must, must be saved. You know, we're talking about heaven today. And, and uh, it really ministers to us. But somewhere along the way, I do need to speak a little bit on hell. There's a heaven to gain, but there is a hell to shun. God never intended for us to go to hell. He created hell for those who rebelled against him in the beginning, the angels and Lucifer. I want to remind you today that God never sees his children die. He doesn't. He simply sees them coming home. This life, like my wife said, it's nothing but a vapor. The best way I can describe it is I move out of the way when my wife sprays her hairspray. There's a vapor there. But it doesn't last too long. We only have a span of life here. Only so long until we either are raptured with Jesus or we go home to be with the Lord. Now there are Christians from a tribe in Africa who say, who never say of their dead who die in the Lord, that they have ceased to exist. Worldly funerals are so terrible because they believe that person is gone. They cease to exist. No, 
I thank God again because he lives, we live. He's been risen from the dead. We were raised when we receive him. And that they have ceased to exist. Instead, listen, speaking as it were from the vantage point of heaven, they triumphantly say, they have arrived. They have arrived. (laughs) They have arrived. How many have ever flown in a plane somewhere? Well, when you went to the airport, wherever you were, what lane should you take in order for you to get the plane, the departure? And then wherever you're going, say, for instance, Tulsa, Oklahoma, you've departed from Greensboro, but you've arrived in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Christians depart from their body. One translation says apartment, (laughs) temporary body, and they go into the presence of the Lord. They depart from the body. Your spirit departs from the body and arrives in heaven. Amen. Billy Graham said, and you've heard me quoted a lot, the, mo- the moment we take our last breath on earth, we take our first breath in heaven. No delay. Your loved one has arrived in heaven. They're just in another place. You'll miss them. We'll miss them. But we'll see them again. But we'll see them again. That's what I think when I think of my dad who passed about eight years ago. And it's just, there's just memories, you know, and just things that sort of trigger your thoughts of where you were with him at a certain point. I could smell something, and all of a sudden it'll take me to a place, you know, a good place. Philippians 1.21 says, for me to live is Christ. The praise team said, man, have we given ourselves to him fully? But listen to this, and to die is gain. Gain for that person, not so much for us on this side. For to be with Christ, it's far better. Far better. Revelation 21 describes where your loved one is right now. They're in a place called heaven. It's a place where there is no more tears, no more death, no more sorrow or crying, no more pain. The city has no need of the sun or the moon to give light of it, for the splendor of the radiance of God illuminates it. There's no night. The foundations of the wall of the city are decorated with 12 precious stones, and the city is pure gold. It has gates of pearl. It has streets of gold. As we were describing some of these things yesterday, there's a group of African ladies that said, oh, oh, we want to go to heaven now. (laughs) I said, let's get our job done first, and and we'll see about that. But George MacDonald said, if we knew as much as God knew about heaven, we would clap our hands every time a Christian dies. Again, good for them, not so good for us, but reminded, just remind ourselves today of heaven. 
Vance Harvner said, one hour in heaven, I'd probably say one second in heaven, and we shall be ashamed that we ever grumbled on earth. D.L. Moody said, someday you're going to read in the papers that D.L. Moody of Northfield is dead. He said, don't you believe a word of it? At that moment, I shall be more alive than I am right now. I shall just have gone higher out of this clay tenement or apartment into a house that is immortal, a body that sin cannot touch, that sin cannot taint, body fashioned after his glorious body. He goes on to say, I was born in the flesh in 1837. I was born of the Spirit, and when you received Jesus, in 1856, that which is born of the flesh may die, but that which is born of the Spirit will live forever. Come on, quote it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but what? have everlasting life. Everlasting life's inside of my spirit now because I was raised, I was paid for, and I am a child of God, and I'm filled with the life of God. And so are you, and so are our loved ones that went on. It's said that when one of his church members was dying, John Watson would kneel down and whisper in a person's ear, in my father's house. There are many rooms. Then with contented sigh, the person would slip away entirely unafraid. Oh, thank God. Yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what? We're not going to fear any evil because he's with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. D.L. Moody, a few hours before he entered heaven, caught a glimpse. And we, we hear that often when we're at the bedside of someone, and sometimes they'll gaze out there and, you know, see some things that God's showing them. He said, he caught a glimpse of the glory awaiting him. He said, awakening from sleep, he said, earth recedes, heaven opens before me. If this is death, it's sweet. There's no valley here. God is calling me, and I must go. His son was standing by the bedside and said, No, no, Father. No, Father. You're dreaming. No, said Mr. Moody. I'm not dreaming. I have been within the gates. I have seen the children's faces. A short time elapsed. And he spoke again, this is my triumph, this is my coronation day, and it is glorious. Can't we understand now the scripture that says, oh death, where's your sting? Oh grave, where's your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, can I get an amen on that? Hallelujah, thank you. If your loved one received the Lord as their Savior, they just moved to another place. I mean, in the mind of God, a, a thousand years is like a day. And if we measure that type of time frame to the point to where we see our loved one again, it's not going to be long. 
C.H. Spurgeon said, depend upon it. Your dying hour will be the best hour you have ever known. You ever thought about that when you're standing by a loved one that passed? Your last moment will be your richest moment, better than the day of your birth, will be the day of your death. Why? It shall be the beginning of heaven, the rising of a sun that shall go no more down forever. And the final thought I want to share with you on D.L. Moody, he said, As I go into a cemetery, I like to think of the time when the dead shall rise from their graves. Thank God our friends are not buried, they are only sown. In Christ, death is defeated. In Christ, death is not final. In Christ, death is a beginning. So for a Christian, whoever went passed away, for a Christian, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. It's so wonderful to reflect on these words. And you said to minister these types of words to bring comfort to people. So those online today, receive that comfort and revelation of heaven. And then think about your loved one there. Oh, Father, thank you for those who are prayed over today. And all those online that were prayed over today. Father, we thank you that that comforts ministering life. I thank you for them walking in a peace that passes un all understanding. Oh, I thank you for healing them in their soul, their mind, their will, and emotions, and helping them go through the process of grief in a healthy way. With every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here this morning and physically, or if you're online and you're viewing, I want to ask you to bow your head and close. Uh, close your eyes just for a moment uh, the question I would say in conclusion today are you ready for the reunion then I would have to say have you received Jesus as your personal Lord and your personal Savior I'm getting ready to tell you the gospel and then I'm going to pray with anyone who would like to be included in that prayer. You'll just stay there. I'll pray a general prayer. Thank God God sent Jesus to live an innocent life so he could die for our guilt, pay the death penalty by being executed for us, by going to hell for us. But on the third day, God, was, God raised Jesus from the dead by the glory of God. Jesus name have you accepted Jesus on the third day he arose have you accepted him the word says whoever would call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved I would like those of you who are not sure that you're saved or you know you need to receive and, and pray this prayer of salvation just raise your hand right now no one else is looking around just me right now just make sure this is the moment. The Word says, Behold, now is the day. Now is the time.
I want you to pray this out loud with me and mean it with your heart. For those who wanted prayer but didn't raise their hand, I want to pray this prayer. And those of you online, say it with me. God, I believe you sent Jesus, your son, to die on the cross for my sin. I believe he arose again. On the third day, you raised him. Jesus, I believe you're alive. I need you as my Savior. I repent for all of my bad old ways. Forgive me. And now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I receive you. I take you as my Savior. And I take you as my Lord. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name.